The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Well, good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. Certainly a beautiful day, huh? Well, haven't imagined Charlie come down to breakfast yet. Honey, you're still mad at me. Now, look, you realize it's now exactly 16 hours and 25 minutes that you've not been speaking to me? Hmm? Well, what did I say that was so awful? Now, darling, look, I know it's difficult staying here with Madge and Charlie, and they're, they're probably a little sorry they asked us to, but it is not my fault that the new house isn't ready. Which is my orange juice? Thank you. Now, look, you mad because I, I said Madge was right yesterday? Is that it? Look, I, I, I know Madge is kind of a character. I know she's been kind of bossy about telling you about wallpaper to have in the new house and all that. And I know she had no business going out there and getting into a fight with Mr. Dibble. But she was right. I mean, the tile in that upstairs bathroom is crooked. Those closets aren't right. And Madge was quite justified in saying they had to be changed. Now, look, I know the changes mean it'll take even longer for us to get into the house. But as long as we're paying for it, we want it done right, don't we? For Pete's sake, will you, will you just say one word to me, will you? Yes. Thank you. Now, would you also be kind enough to tell me what the heck you're so mad at? Honey, please, I mean, this is the first time in our married life that you've <laughs> ever done this to me. It, it, it's not like you. Well, you said I should change. Change? Yes, you said you wished I were more like Madge. Like Madge? Like Madge, she drives me crazy. I never, I, I never yes, said... Yes, you did. You said I should have more gumption. You admired the way Madge told Mr. Dibble off. You said I was too soft-hearted. You said that I would accept something even if it were wrong rather than hurt somebody's feelings. Oh, for Pete's sake, what I meant... That what... is what you meant, dear, Damn. and I'm not really mad at you. I think you're probably right. Well... And I've been thinking about it. Your exact words, I believe, were that sometimes I was something of a namby-pamby. Oh, darling, look, we were both excited. Well, you're I, right. I... I am sort of a namby-pamby. I do let people walk all over me. I don't speak up when I should. And today I intend to do something about it. Why? I would like the car today. What are you going to do? I'm not going to tell you anymore. You'll know by tonight. If we had our lives to live over again, many of us might choose the rough-and-tumble life of the frontier, cowboys, Indians, and all. Others, however, would ask a more civilized existence in science, perhaps, or art, or medicine. Well, as it happens, both ways of life are open to you every Saturday on CBS Radio, as most of these stations bring you the stories of gun smoke and city hospital. That's like having your cake and eating it, too, for without sacrificing any of the adventure of your own lifetime... You can enjoy the excitement that our pioneers knew and share in the warm human experiences that bring the physician his deepest rewards. Now, don't wait for that proverbial chance to live your life over again. Join us on CBS Radio every Saturday instead. Here you will enjoy rousing Western adventure on Gunsmoke and an emotion-charged story on City Hospital. They couldn't be more different from the lives that most of us lead, and they couldn't be more entertaining either. <laughs> Well, good morning. 
Good morning, Mr. Dibble. I sort of figured you'd be out here this morning. Could tell you was just as upset yesterday as I was over that friend of yours, that Mrs. Bemis, coming out here telling me what to do. Here is your house and everything, and I could tell she was horning in. You didn't like it no better than I did. Well, Mr. Dibble, I have something to say to you. No, 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 I... no, no. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. I guess we all know people like that. Got to poke their nose in where they ain't wanted. I was telling Mrs. Dibble about it last night. I says, this Mrs. Bemis comes out here saying she wants this change, wants that change. I says to Mr. her... Mr. Dibble, I, I think we'd better understand each other. Oh, no, 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 no. You and me understand each other. We always have. And, and as I says to my wife, I says, I wouldn't ever build a house for that Mrs. Bemis. I'd starve first. Yes, I would. I'd starve first. Yes, well, the point is... But now you the... take that Mrs. Piper, I says. <laughs> There's a real sweet woman, I said. Yes, well, thank you, Mr. Dibble. Real I... sweet, I said. Never causes any trouble. Just comes out real nice-like, asks me how I'm doing, because she knows I'm doing my best to get this house finished quick as possible. Well, naturally, I hope the house will be finished as soon as possible, Mr. Dibble, but I'm no longer as frantically concerned about it. What's that? I intend to move out here today. Now, I'm very glad that you feel we understand each other, because I shall be out here on the spot to keep an eye on the work every minute, and in the future, perhaps, mistakes will not be made that will necessitate changes at your expense. Oh, no, no, he, 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 too, now. Hold on there. You didn't say you're moving out here today. Yes. I do not intend to apologize for Mrs. Bemis, who is, after all, my hostess at the moment, due entirely to the fact that you did not complete the house according to our agreement by September 1st, Mr. Dibble. Well, that wasn't my fault. When you're building a house, well, that's where it goes. Well, it may or may not be your fault, Mr. Dibble, but I'm tired of the way it goes. And from now on, things are going to be different. I... You don't mind my saying so. You don't sound like yourself. You sound like more, more like that friend of yours. She's been talking to you. She put you up to this. Nobody has put me up to anything, Mr. Dibble. Do you object to my being out here and keeping an eye on the house day by day? Oh, no, 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 certainly not. But I, I, I don't see how you can move in. The place ain't fit to be lived in. Well, I will worry about that, Mr. Dibble. In fact, I have it all planned. We have electricity, telephone, and water all available, haven't we? Well, yes, but uh, it, it ain't all rigged up. I mean, I mean, fit to be used the way you need it. Well, then, rig it up, as you put it, so it is fit to be used by 5 o'clock this afternoon. Oh, 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 now, 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 you must be joking. I'm not joking. It's impossible to have all them things rigged up. You once told me that nothing was impossible, Mr. Dibble, if a man puts his mind to it. But, well, you, you can see for yourself the house ain't fit to be lived in. Well, I have a plan, Mr. Dibble, and I would like your cooperation. This house has cost us a great deal of money, and I don't feel that my husband and I can afford to take our family, along with the rabbits, chickens, turtles, and dog, to a hotel until this house is completed, which at the rate it's going may be weeks yet. Furthermore, I don't believe we should go on living with friends. Do I make myself clear? You do. That you do. I intend to find a moving company that will pick up our furniture, which is stored in the Bemis's garage, and bring it out here today. Is that understood? It is. Of course. I, I, I don't know where you're going to put it. Well, as I said, I have a plan. I intend to set up housekeeping in there. Oh. Oh, I see. Now, if my husband comes out, don't say anything. I intend to keep it a secret until this evening. If you have to take your workman off every other job to get that place in shape, do so. I want it ready when the furniture arrives, which should be by 3 o'clock. Then I'll also want your workman to help me. Now, if I sound unpleasant or rude, I'm very sorry, but my mind is quite made up. I am moving out here today. Will you help me? I will. Sure will. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you something, and, and I know this may sound funny, but I'm glad to see you're a woman that's got some real spunk. <laughs> 
back there, will you? You want to get run over by that truck? No, I don't, but I'm trying to talk to you. Are you in charge? What? I want a truck to move my furniture. So I can't hear you, lady. Well, come on inside where you can hear me, then. Ah, look, lady, I'm busy. Well, do you want any more business, or don't your advertisements mean anything? Hey, Joe, take over, will you? Yeah, give Bill this invoice. Okay, lady, come on in here. Thank you. Well, that's better. You have trucks to move furniture? That's right. Well, I would like a truck to go out to this address. Charles Bemis, 354 Bronson Lane. They're the people we've been staying with. And pick up our furniture that is stored in their two-car garage. It's to be delivered to our new house. Well, we don't really have any official address yet, but I'll tell you where to go. Our name is Piper. Okay, when are you moving? Today. Today? <laughs> are you crazy, lady? No, I don't think so. In fact, I want the furniture picked up at once and delivered by 3 o'clock promptly. Listen, I'm booked up for two weeks solid. Your advertisement says, and I cut it out of the classified, we move you at a moment's notice. Well, I... Well, now, look, lady. Mrs. Piper's the name. Mrs. Piper. You know how these things are. I mean, well... well that's exactly what it says here. Now, if you can't move people at a moment's notice, then you shouldn't say so, should you? Look, lady. Mrs. Piper. Mrs. Piper, even if I wanted to, I haven't even got a truck. You're in the trucking business and you don't even have a truck? Not even one? I mean, this advertisement is just a cover-up for some kind of undercover bootlegging? That... Bootlegging? Well, I can only assume that. Or your advertising is misleading. And I believe there are laws about misleading the public into thinking you represent something you don't really do. Now, look, lady. Mrs. Piper. Mrs. Piper, have a heart, will you? You know perfectly well. I, I know that you say we move at a moment's notice. Yeah, but nobody ever asked that. I mean, we always get at least a couple of days. I mean... Well, I don't have a couple of days. I want to be moved today. Well, I can't get a truck and that's that. Well, then, in all fairness to other people, I should report you for misleading advertising. <laughs> of course, nothing might come of it, but on the other hand, you all know right, your reputation... All right, all right, all right. Somehow, somewhere, I'll get a truck. What's the address, and where do you want it to go, lady? Mrs. Piper. Mrs. Piper. Thank you, and I do appreciate it. Now, I want... Where is she? Where, where, where is she, Now, 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 calm down, pal. Madge is trying to tell you. All I know is a moving van pulled up, took away all the furniture. Yes? That's what Mrs. Walker told me, the lady next door. I was out at the golf course. Well, if you'd stay home once in a while... Oh, no, never mind that now, Charlie. I want my wife. Didn't she say anything to you, Madge? I mean, after Charlie and I went to work? I didn't see her. By the time I got up, she was gone. I just figured she'd taken the baby and gone to visit one of her friends. When oh. I got home this afternoon, the furniture was gone, and she still wasn't back. But I... Oh, I I'll get it, I'll get it. I'll be, oh, golly. Uh, hello. Oh, sweetheart. Uh, yeah, where in Sam Hill are you? Where? What? Hello. H hello. How could it be? Oh, for heaven's sake, man, where is What's she? The She's out at the new house. And we're all invited for dinner. <laughs> I don't know how you did it. <laughs> oh, just a little of your gumption, man. Me? Listen, I would never have thought of moving into the garage and fixing it up like this. Oh, it looks simply dark. <laughs> it does. I, I'm really just staggered at what you've done. Well, 
Mr. Dibble and all the workmen helped me <laughs> fix things up. Now, we're really just sort of camping out a bit, darling. And the two guest rooms upstairs here, over the garage, which Aunt Effie always refers to as her room, you know, dear, aren't really finished at all, but we can sleep up there, oh, you know. Oh, I gotta hand it to you. Boy, I can see old Madge here if I asked her to set up housekeeping in a garage, especially <laughs> one that wasn't finished, really. Am I right, old girl? You are right, old boy. <laughs> I've got to have my comforts every time a fuse blows out. I feel like I'm a pioneer woman. <laughs> oh, Madge. Well, dinner's almost ready. There's a wash basin and a, and a pitcher of water. Take it outside, will you, dear, so the children can wash their hands. Betsy! Billy, Carl! Children, come on! Oh, you won't get my kids that way. <laughs> Madge, show her how to do it. Okay. Carl! William! Charles! Robert! Get in here! <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that. Now here comes Mr. Dibble. I asked him to stay for dinner, too. Hello, Mr. Dibble. Oh, he was wonderful, dear. You should have seen him hanging up some old curtains at that garage window. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, we certainly do thank you, Mr. Dibble. How do? Well, you don't need to thank me. I sort of enjoyed myself. Of course, didn't have much choice. One thing about a woman, get their mind set on something, you might just as well go along with it. Anyhow, uh... Be it ever so humble, woman needs a place of her own. Everything all right, dear. Everything is more than all right, darling. <laughs> oh, that's good. The couple next door written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Audrey Christie, Don Briggs, John Shelley, and George Matthews and is produced by Walter Hart. We invite you to listen tomorrow to The Couple Next Door.